the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. Good afternoon, Northern California. Welcome. Just about five minutes after the hour of 5 p.m. as we welcome you to another edition of Lifeline. Keeping you company Monday through Friday at this time, as we typically do, addressing issues that impact your life, your world, and your Christian walk. You perhaps are familiar with the passage of Scripture. It's in James chapter 1 and verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God for it. God who gives generously to all without finding fault. And indeed, that is solid wisdom for the ages. You need wisdom to get through life. It's more than just an accumulation of knowledge. It goes, in fact, much deeper than that. For many believers, part of their daily devotional in capturing some of the wisdom that God has to offer through His Word is a study in the book of Proverbs. Today, we're going to spend some time talking about the impact that this amazing book, just 31 chapters long, has in offering advice, insight, and yes, wisdom for every aspect and every season of life. Joining me today in studio is the Director of Local Ministry Relations for KFAX Radio and author, Brian Recton. And Brian, welcome as we talk about your new book, Devotions from Proverbs, Learning to Grow in Your Walk with God Through the Book of Proverbs. Well, it's good to be here, Craig. Thank you for this interview. First, why the book? Uh, and that's that's kind of a, a basic question. Sure. But I, I would suspect that there is a degree to which there's not only a passionate interest, but given the subject matter, no doubt a profound impact that this particular book from God's Word has had in your own life. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm remembering a line in the movie, uh, I Can Only Imagine, where uh, it's it's asked, how long did it take you to write the song? And he says, well, it took me 10 minutes. And then later in the movie, there's a correction and he said, no, it took a lifetime. So this book, really, it, it took me about a year to write it, but it's a lifetime of, or 40 years as a Christian, of uh, studying God's Word and applying it to my life and applying it to my life in the seasons of my life as they change, as we age, as we get married, as we have children, as we start businesses and, you know, different circumstances, uh, our parents' age, uh, you know, all these seasons of life uh, cause uh, us to see new things in God's Word every time we, we read it. So uh, I've been collecting thoughts. I've been journaling from the book of Proverbs for a couple of decades. Um, a brother in the Lord one day made the suggestion to me, you know, have you ever thought of reading a chapter of Proverbs a day? 31 chapters in Proverbs, as you said, most months, 31 days. I thought, well, that makes sense. Sounds like an easy discipline. Um, I was already in the habit of reading the Bible, Genesis to Revelation, every year. I had started doing that about 10 years earlier. Um, and then, of course, I'm reading Proverbs through the year once. Now I read it 12 times a year. And it just became um, 
an easy habit, getting up every morning and just going right into the book for that day. I found very quickly that hardly a day would go by where there wasn't direct application. So over a period of time, I just started uh, journaling, and I had enough of a collection at one point where uh, friends started asking me, you know, hey, would you mind sending me, you know, a devotional? So I ended up having, you know, a couple hundred people that would receive it in an email. And enough people said, you know, why don't you turn it into a book that I thought, okay, I've heard that enough times. It was like God using other people to make a suggestion. And and so I, I, in earnest, sat down about a year and a half ago and, and started compiling it and and it was published in September of last year. One of the things that is unique about devotions from Proverbs, and there are certainly a lot of believers that have the the daily habit. They digest their chapter for the day out of the book of Proverbs. A lot of folks that I know uh, will also accompany that with five chapters out of the book of Psalms. There's a few that kind of get lengthy, but largely then when you do that, you're able to get through the entire book of Psalms, the entire book of Proverbs once every 30-day cycle. And gaining the insight and wisdom that these two books combined together have to offer is is absolutely phenomenal. What you've done in devotions from Proverbs, though, is not simply a brief 31-day, here's the psalm for the day, here's a thought or two. You really break it down into a lot of the minutia, the subsets, if you will, of the wisdom and insights that are offered in each of the chapters. And then what I love is you've extrapolated from other passages of Scripture elsewhere in both the New and Old Testament further insights that really takes you deeper into not just the meaning of the Scripture, but the personal application. Well, uh, I, I'm a student of the Word. I've been, I've been a believer for 40 years. I, very early in my walk, it was suggested that I, that I read Genesis to Revelation. So uh, my wife and I got into the habit of doing that. And so every morning we read the scriptures. Inevitably, uh, and, and of course, people that do this will, will relate, how many times I've read the Bible and then I'll see a verse and I'll just be like, like it was the first time How'd I ever. How'd that get in there? <laughs> hey, where, where'd that come from? That wasn't there last year. And uh, that's the cool thing about the Word of God is the more you read it, the more you'll understand it, the more you'll want to read it. And then as our seasons of life change, uh, these verses become new and more meaningful in different ways because of the changes that we're experiencing. So the the uh, I also uh, completed a two-year school of ministry back in 2006 and two, through 2008, which really gave me a hunger for studying the Word of God. I had considered going into full-time ministry at that period when uh, when uh, a, a a friend of a friend called me about a radio station that was in trouble, uh, losing money and needed help, a Christian radio station. This is back on the East Coast when I lived in New Jersey. And I ended up uh, becoming the general manager of this radio station, which eventually led me here to KFAX. Um, but along the way, I I so enjoyed you know studying the scriptures that uh, I began to see and this is important for listeners to understand, you always have to balance Scripture with Scripture, you know? Never take a verse out of context. So what I do in my, in my book is where I'll be looking at, you know, a, a verse or two in, you know, Proverbs chapter 9. I'll, it'll, it'll be speaking about the tongue, for instance. Uh, quite a few uh, chapters of Proverbs talk about the tongue. So inevitably, I'll go to James, which also talks about the tongue. 
and I'll add I'll add application in that sense, and you know, choosing our words carefully and what we say, and and uh, you know how important it is to speak uh, the truth and be honest. And you know, I actually have a little T that I put in my Bible next to every verse that that deals with the tongue. I have other little letters that deal with other things like gossip. See, that's the beautiful thing about studying the book of Proverbs is there is daily application. Every day you're confronted with, am I going to be a, a person of integrity? Am I going to be a person, uh, you know, a moral man? When it, I'm a married man, am I going to be faithful to my wife? Am I going to be truthful? Am I going to avoid gossip? Am I going to seek counsel from others when, when I need to make a, an important decision? The, see, the book of Proverbs talks about all of this. Um, parents uh, will, will inevitably learn Proverbs uh, 22.6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Again, I always qualify that. That's, a, that's not a promise. It's a probability uh, doesn't always work that way. It actually hasn't worked that way in my own life. Uh, we have, uh, my wife and I have two prodigals that, uh, you know, break our heart but keep us on our knees and keep us praying. Um, but, you know, the, you, here, here's a cool thing about Proverbs. Solomon starts off telling us why he wrote it. You know, if you, if you look at the first, uh, the first chapter of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 through 6, uh, he tells us exactly why he why he wrote it. It says the Proverbs of Solomon, so he identifies himself as the author, son of David, king of Israel, for attaining wisdom and discipline, for understanding words of insight, for acquiring a disciplined and prudent life, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance." For understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. So he tells us exactly why he wrote it. Boy, I want knowledge. I want wisdom. I want understanding. I want these things. It talks about, um, you know, uh, searching for it the way that you would search for silver or gold. You know, I mean, those are rich words. So, you know, maybe uh, by way of a challenge, you know, to, to folks listening right now. You know, are we looking at Scripture like as if we're looking for silver and gold, because that's what's in God's Word, and that's what we'll find if we really look for it. And clearly experientially for somebody like Solomon, there's a lot of mistakes, a lot of hard knocks, a lot of hard lessons learned that helps build layer upon layer of knowledge and wisdom. And, of course, uh, with wisdom comes the ability later on to help hopefully avoid a lot of the pitfalls of our youth. Mm. With us today in studio, Brian Recton, a new book called Devotions from Proverbs, Learning to Grow in Your Walk with God Through the Book of Proverbs. A brief time out, back with more right after this. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Welcome back to The Conversation. Craig Roberts along with our guest today, Brian Recton. Brian has written a new book called Devotions from Proverbs, Learning to Grow in Your Walk with God Through the Book of Proverbs. There is, I would imagine, also some personal pain, some hard knocks, as I mentioned before the break, um, personally, that went into not only compiling this book, but extracting a lot of the insights that we find mm. in the book of Proverbs and complementary scriptures. Uh, you mentioned early on the fact that as a young man, your father 
took off on your family when you were just three years old. I think you had a sibling that was barely a year and a half old at the time. That forced mom to take on the unenviable position of being mother and father and breadwinner. So I guess to a degree, there was a sense of deprivation of having a father Mm. that could be there for you as a young man to impart wisdom and knowledge and experience. Did you find later on in life as you became a Christian in your 20s and began walking through the Proverbs habit that God began to impart upon you a lot of the wisdom that maybe you were deprived of as a young man? Well, you know, all things work together for good. So, um, you know, I growing up, I was very bitter about my father leaving me, and it was a hard life. And because my mom was never home, we pretty much raised ourselves. Well, when you have, uh, you know, when you have three young boys raising themselves, they're not going to make the best of decisions for trouble. (laughs) And uh, so I made my fair share of mistakes very early in life. And um, but it was the actual thought of a heavenly father, the first person that shared Christ to me and explained what a personal relationship with a heavenly father looked like. I responded within 30 days of that conversation. I was on my knees and I was accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And that was when I was 21, and I packed a lot of error and a lot of uh, ungodliness in those early years. And, and I do attribute a lot of it to the fact that I didn't have a father. And uh, my mom was always working. God bless her. I, I don't know how she did it. She raised uh, four children by herself uh, when it, back in the day when it wasn't easy to do that. There was no government assistance, nothing like that. And um, But it was because of that thought of a heavenly father. And then, yes, and then after that, just start, you know, reading, you know, Proverbs. But my favorite three chapters of Proverbs are chapters 1, 2, and 3. Of course, I love them all, but 1, 2, and 3, which excites me every time the month ends and a new month starts, I actually get excited because I know on the 31st of the month I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to be reading Proverbs 1, my favorite chapter. The next day, I'm going to read two, my second favorite, and then three. And then my favorites, you know, get mixed up from there. But Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I mean, that verse has been so helpful to me because too many times I have leaned on my own understanding. And it, it doesn't always work out that well, you know. So, so it forces me back to, you know, even things like making a decision, like a financial decision, um, you know, in, in a few of my devotionals, I'll, ma- I'll ma- make the suggestion that you wait just 24 hours on any significant financial decision. Boy, what a difference that has made. In the early days, I would make decisions rashly and regret them. I started to learn how to do things like seek wise counsel, which the Proverbs talk about, or, de- you know, delaying a decision or praying about it. What a novel idea. Let me pray about this before I make the decision. And um, I started doing things like that. And then you have verses like Proverbs nine ten: The fear of the Lord is the beginning of, of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. I mean, there are so many verses that, that help me and I think would help our listeners if they got into the habit of reading. And they certainly don't need my book to do that. The Bible has Proverbs in it. 
Proverbs 1 through 31. And if folks would just get into the habit of doing it, I'm really throwing it out there as a challenge, which is what was presented to me decades ago. And that is get into the discipline of reading a chapter a day. It will change your life. I can guarantee you if somebody would just start doing that. And I've had many people in the last year that have purchased my book that have emailed me or called me or people that I know personally. And and they're talking now about how transformative it has been in their life. Does this also begin to give us a bit of a glimpse, Brian, into the difference between knowledge versus wisdom? And I, and I pose that question because you mentioned about financial decisions. So knowledge would tell us if we're about to invest in a stock to do the research related to the performance of that stock over the last five years, what some of the analysts think it will do in the next year, things of this sort. So this is what knowledge teaches us. Wisdom teaches us. Get counsel from somebody who is an expert, Mm -hmm. who perhaps knows something about this stock that I don't know. And wisdom also teaches us to pray about it, to commit mm-hmm. it to God mm-hmm. before acting on it. Is, is that a bit of a glimpse in terms of the difference between knowledge versus wisdom? Yeah. You know, we all hear about, uh, you know, people with high IQs, right? I, an IQ is an intelligent quotient, intelligence quotient. I always prefer thinking about what I, what I think is commonly referred to as an EQ, and that's an emotional quotient or it's, it's everything not related specifically to knowledge, like wisdom, uh, understanding, um, common sense even. And I think that that's where, you know, you could know, you know, how to build a rocket ship, you know, and that's great knowledge. But, you know, you could then you could go and make a really poor investment. You know, wisdom comes from understanding God's word, I believe. Uh, and that's true for anyone listening, Christian or not. You know, it's God's word that's going to transform your heart. And, uh, of course, I believe that, you know, when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me, I believe that Jesus is the one route to God. Uh, you know, it's pretty clear. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is is um, eternal, life. eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So... I think, yeah, there's a dis- definite distinction between knowledge and wisdom. And if we stop long enough, we all know of examples. I mean, in my own personal life, I had a grandmother who lived to the age of 93 who, in her young life, only accomplished a sixth-grade education. And while, yes, perhaps she could not name the capitals of every country on the planet, mm-hmm. the amount of wisdom sure. that that woman could shell out before I was about to do something foolish, which was frequent, <laughs> was absolutely phenomenal. And when you look back on that, you begin to realize, I think, and this, this comes, I think, just simply with, with the passing of time, that two things really tend to impact our ability at acquiring the understanding and wisdom that helps carry us through life. One is the passage of time, and the other is the investment of time in God's Word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... There are so many principles that come from the book of Proverbs that as you start reading it, you begin to see, like we've already touched on some. We've talked about wisdom. We've talked about gossip a little bit. We talked about the tongue. Uh, We talked about wise decision-making. Another uh, uh, principle that runs pretty much through a lot of the books, a lot of the chapters of Proverbs, is just the idea that it's not about us. You know, living an others-focused life. And and there, I think, you know, we're selfish by nature. 
I think, you know, most of us, if we get honest, we're, we're selfish. We're, we think of ourselves first. Wouldn't it be great if, we, if, A, we start by saying, well, what does God want us to do in this situation? So God first, others second, ourselves third. Now, um, you know, and that sounds great, you know, it'd be cute on a bumper sticker, but actually living it, you know, that's a little bit harder. But, you know, I, 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 I write in, um, in my book, in, chapter, uh, chap- in Proverbs chapter 10, so obviously people don't have the book in front of them. So uh, just to explain it a little bit, what I've done is I've compiled over 200 devotionals on various verses throughout the book of Proverbs, from, from chapter 1 to chapter 31. And, and, uh, and people can pick and choose whichever ones they want to read. The other thing I've done is I've added blank pages to the back of each chapter. Now, that was intentional, and it actually says, you know, notes. So it's a chance for an individual to journal themselves. I always say everybody has a book in them. Uh, so, and, and then I also encourage people to journal because I've been doing it for, for years. Write down the thoughts that God gives you. See, you're going to read my devotional, but, you know, God's going to give you a whole, a whole additional thought on that because your life is different from mine. Your season of life is different from mine. So you're going to capture stuff in those verses that I'm not capturing. I encourage people to journal. But on the topic of living an others-focused life, you know, these are just a couple of statements that I make. You know, God won't ask what kind of car you drove. He'll ask you how many people you drove who didn't have transportation, you know, things like that. God won't ask about the clothes you have in your closet. He'll ask how many other people you helped clothe, you know, things like that. And, again, those things all sound good on paper, but when you start doing them, I mean, that's really cool. We're visiting today with Brian Recton, a look at devotions from Proverbs, learning to grow in your walk with God through the book of Proverbs. We'll take a brief time out back with more as Lifeline continues. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Welcome back to Lifeline. Craig Roberts along with Brian Erecton. Brian's written a new book called Devotions from Proverbs, Learning to Grow in Your Walk with God Through the Book of Proverbs. And a lot of folks, of course, as we delineated in a previous segment, have the um, Proverbs 31 habit that they get into reading a chapter every day and using the applications of what they learned there. One of the amazing things about this book, and you touched on this briefly, Brian, before we came on the air today, and that is, if you said to somebody who doesn't understand God's Word, who's a non-believer, and just said, well, I have this book, and I read this book 12 times a year, they would think, well, wait a minute. By the time you're at, you know, go through number six, haven't you kind of memorized it? It would seem to me it gets pretty boring if you're reading the same book 12 times a year. And yet, and, and as I mentioned that, you, you indicated that there's, there's the aspect that is the amazing thing about the totality of wisdom we have throughout Scripture, both Old and New Testament, but in particular in the book of Proverbs, where the application becomes unique based on the various seasons of life. Just to elaborate on that for a moment, if you will. Yeah, well, I've known in my own life, in 40 years of being a Christian, I've gone from being single to being married. I went from being married to having a child, to having a second child. Somewhere along the way, I started my own company. I had my own company for 25 years. I've, I've, had, I've employed people. I've hired. I've fired. Um, I've traveled. You know, every, every aspect of our life and every season of our life, you know, 
For instance, the book of Proverbs has a number of verses that talk about business principles. It talks about things like uneven scales and how wrong it is. You know, it's a, and it's a picture of, you know, back in that day when uh, a merchant would sell, you know, um, flour or olive oil or whatever, you know, somebody was buying uh, and, and a dishonest vendor or a merchant would use dishonest scales. So he'd, he'd, you know, he'd hollow out, you know, one side of the scale so that it was, you know, lighter or heavier. And then you weren't really getting a pound of flour. You were getting, you know, seven-eighths of a pound of flour. Of course, the consumer didn't know because it kind of looked about the same. You know, so principles like that, um, being honest, making good, making honest decisions, seeking wise counsel. These things have more application probably for someone that's in business, especially if they're in a position of leadership. Oh, and, and then even on the topic of leadership, you know, there's so many, so many things that you would learn from reading ch- a chapter of Proverbs every day. If you're a, if you're a mom, you know, uh, Proverbs chapter 31, the Proverbs woman. If you're, if you're single, if you're being tempted, you know, a young man that's being tempted, uh, you know, um, you know, toward immorality. There's entire chapters in the book of Proverbs, you know, that, that, that talk about, you know, avoiding the, the snare, you know, don't go down that street, you know, that kind of a thing. You know, I always say if, you know, if you have a problem with alcohol, you know, don't hang out in bars. You know, some of these things are just very practical, but until you're reading them, the book of Proverbs, I mean, here, here are just some of the words that you can pull from the book of Proverbs. Words like Wisdom, we've talked about, knowledge, discipline, truth, understanding, words like fairness, insight, uh, strength. I mean, these are just uh, some of the topics that the book of Proverbs, I hope just from this interview, by the end of this interview, that people just want to get into the book of Proverbs and start reading it. I mean, I would just love it if, if you know, if we could hear back from from listeners, you know, even their thoughts. I think our our email address is comments at kfax.com. You know, if anyone's listening now, you're in front of your computer, or you have your smartphone in, fu- in front of you, and you're in the habit of reading Proverbs, or or you've been challenged, or you've been you've made a decision just in these few minutes to start reading. Shoot us an email, comments at kfax.com. It will encourage us. It will encourage our team here. But it might also make a commitment to you because you're putting it in writing. Hey, I'm going to start reading a chapter of Proverbs a day. You know, so it's comments at kfax.com. We'd love to hear from you. One aspect of the book of Proverbs that I think uh, is really at the core for anybody, and that is that when you open the book, you begin this daily habit, the necessity to have an open heart, we might, in another term, say teachability, mm-hmm. is critically important. One thing that I've been fascinated about with the book of Proverbs uh, since a young man myself is that I will read a passage that will suddenly relate back to a past experience where I really messed up big time and would think to myself, gee, if I'd only seen that scripture, or better yet, if I'd only taken the time to apply that scripture, mm. to commit that scripture, not just to life, but to application. 
And I guess therein lies the real difference, that like the totality of the counsel that we find within God's Word, it only makes a difference if we put it to work. We have to make a commitment not just to read and to study, as Scripture says, to study to show ourselves approved, but then the practical day-by-day application is is really that important bridge that you have to cross, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Talk to us about that in your own life in the sense of, as a young man, as we delineated earlier, your dad left the family. You kids kind of raised yourselves. His mom was out as the breadwinner. Um, when you came to Christ at the age of 21, began reading God's Word, how much was a challenge for you in learning the difference between the reading and the application? Yeah. Well, you know, we're all on a pilgrimage, and, uh, and you know, nothing happens immediately. But I did notice... Uh, one thing, when I share my testimony, I tell people, you know, I accepted the Lord. I, again, I was uh, 21 years old, and I got down on my knees. That prayer, you know, we know that God uh, God must have a sense of humor because I, I can't remember exactly how I prayed, but it was so convoluted. It was, you know, God, I'm not sure if you're really real, but if you are real— you know, then sounds like the one I prayed you know, back in 1977. <laughs> otherwise, I'm just standing here talking to the air, mm-hmm. but I don't think I'm talking to the air. I think I'm talking to the Creator of the universe, and if I am, I, I'm saying I need you. You know, and I, I'm asking you to come into my life. You know, within a week, actually less than a week. Um, I hate admitting this, but it's true. I had a potty mouth. I just spoke. You know, I used foul language. They're from New Jersey. We'd expect <laughs> Jersey boy. Um, it was gone. No one told me I shouldn't curse. No one said that it was something that was wrong. I, you know, I didn't get any. Nobody sat me down the day after I, I accepted the Lord and said, okay, here are the rules and regulations of being a Christian. God writes upon our heart, right? It's just sometimes that we're not reading. And this is probably, this is probably other than, than opening the scriptures in those, those couple of weeks leading up to my 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 prayer of confession i had never read the bible so it, it just it was god's holy spirit and and i just thought yeah cursing yeah that's kind of like plus there's more creative ways to speak right so i i and and it was actually a friend pointed it out to me he said he said you know i haven't heard your curse and then all of a sudden i realized i didn't curse the other thing i did uh, it was about a week it might have been uh, 8 or 9 days um i was a smoker and I remember very distinctly just taking out a cigarette, looking at it. I lit it. I took a few puffs, and I thought, I just don't want to smoke anymore. I put that cigarette out, and I never touched another cigarette 40 years later. Um, you know, it's just this is what God does. You know, so application comes, you know, over time. Um, but, of course, we have a role in that. You know, it's— I like the book of Nehemiah because it talks about, you know, the importance of prayer, but prayer and action. You know, so we can't just pray, God, take smoking away from me. It's, God, I don't want to smoke anymore. And then if you have to get on a patch or if you have to, you know, go to a counselor or whatever you have to do. At least start by throwing the carton away. Well, there you go. But but take action. You know, that's what the book of Nehemiah always talked about. Nehemiah always prayed, but then he put, his, put feet to his prayers. He, he did something. You know, and um, and on the topic of, of uh, uh, I think it's related to application, just practical stuff like like Proverbs chapter fifteen verse one says, "A gentle answer turns away wrath, 
but a harsh word stirs up anger. Well, you know, there isn't a day that goes by in most people's lives where they couldn't very easily get into an argument with someone just by saying the wrong word. Now, those of us that are those that are listening that are married, we know what those buzzwords are. There are things that if I bring them up, I know it's going to start an argument. You think I look fat in this dress? No, honey. <laughs> <laughs> you got to always have the right answer for that one. Um, but, you know, again, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Now, if we just – so there's application for you. If, if you're about to say something, you know, you know quick prayer before you say, say it, just that little pause – you know, maybe you have to leave the room. You know, you're having an argument with a coworker. You know, go 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 to the restroom. Go get a cup of coffee, and then come back and continue the conversation. Somebody once told me, if you're going to write an email and you're upset, write it, save it, don't send it, don't address it, don't send it. Come back in 24 hours. Yes, read it again, and then see if you still want to send it the way it I is. I guarantee you, you'll make edits. Brian Rected in studio with us today. Devotions from Proverbs. This time out. Back with some closing comments as this edition of Lifeline continues. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. We're back once again. Brian Rectin today in studio with us. We are talking about Brian's new book called Devotions from Proverbs, Learning to Grow in Your Walk with God Through the Book of Proverbs. And we were touching upon the topic of application prior to the break, Brian, and I think that's certainly true at any level, uh, whether we're talking about reading God's Word for application to uh, day-to-day living and understanding and knowledge of God, to the guy who um, buys a new bicycle for his son and daughter at Christmas and might read the instructions, but if you then don't take to heart and follow the instructions and decide, I don't need this, I'll do it on my own, mm-hmm. we know how many, well, <laughs> extra parts have been left over after the bike has been built or why the wheels fall off within a day or two. And I guess... The application there for believers is that the wisdom in particular that is shed throughout the book of Proverbs um, really requires that we read it, we commit it to heart, and then we make that conscious effort toward application, Mm -hmm. lest the wheels of our life begin to fall apart. You've mentioned about many of the seasons of life, and you touched on your favorite a passage, uh, and that is chapter 3. But overall, for people that are maybe just thinking about getting this habit started mm-hmm. or have heard for the first time that quote that I shared earlier from James 1, if you lack wisdom, uh, let any man or woman who needs it ask God for it, and God who gives generously to all without finding fault will do so. The starting point for this, I know for some people, can be a little bit overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Baby steps. Give us some insights. Well, you know, again, I would start, and, and I wouldn't beat myself up if, you know, if you, know, if you start on the first of the month and, and by day five, you know, you're, you, you miss day five, six, and seven. So there's nothing that says, even though it's convenient that there's 31 chapters, typically 31 days in the month, that if you're at day 15 and you're not on chapter 15, that God's got a big stick he's waiting to spank you with. No. This really is bite-sized chunks. If you get to the point where you can do a proverb a day, yeah. great. But even inside of the book, you mentioned that over the course of um, some 200-plus devotionals yeah. that takes you to 313-something yeah. pages all told, this is meant to be bite-sized Absolutely. because sometimes the gravitas of what is being brought to us in the pages of the mm-hmm. book 
of Proverbs needs time to kind of digest. Sure. I, you, you might start out, and, and, and in that first week, you might only make it a day. You might read two days that week, and then the next week, no days, and then the third week, five days. Eventually, I think, you know, my subtitle is read a chapter of Proverbs every day for 31 days and watch what God does in your life. So at the end of the day, that's the ultimate challenge. So I'm throwing that out, you know, as a challenge. Give it 31 days. If you, could, if you can do it, I think you'll do it forever. You know, they say it takes a month to develop a habit. Mm-hmm. I believe that if you commit starting tomorrow to start reading and whatever day of the week it is, you just start that day and maybe you can't start this week. You know, you know you have a crazy week or whatever. And you say to yourself, okay, Monday morning I'm going to wake up and I'm going to read that chapter, whatever day that is on the calendar, I'm going to start that day, then just do it for 31 days, if you're able. And then I believe that you will see that it is so rich that it has such an impact on your life that you're going to want to repeat it the next month. One of the things, too, about the book of Proverbs, and I say this specifically toward the new believer, um, we've all run into people, I think, that have come to Christ, they get enthusiastic, they get a copy of the Word, and we start where anybody starts in a book, chapter one, right? And then they will say, well, I started reading, and I got through Genesis, and I got through Exodus, but by the time I made it to the book of Deuteronomy, oh, my. Um, You know, there's, there's an appropriate time. There's the difference, as Scripture tells us, between the milk of the Word and the real meat of the Word. And so I usually tell fresh believers, don't start in the beginning. Start in the middle. Find yourself long about the book of John. Get through John. Maybe spend a little time in Romans. Come back and read Matthew. And then begin slowly working your way through the Old Testament. But in terms of the ability to feel comfortable, so to speak, with what you're reading, the beautiful thing about the book of Proverbs is you can start today And well, no, not all of it will make complete sense. And as Brian pointed out earlier, you can be reading this book for a lifetime. And as the seasons of life change, find things in there that you'll swear you never saw before, that suddenly God has put his revelation knowledge into your heart and mind to let you see because you needed that wisdom, you needed that nugget for that particular day or that particular circumstance. But this is the kind of book where literally no matter where you are in your relationship or your walk with Christ, you can pick it up today and begin extracting some real nuggets for life out of it. Immediately. Immediately. In fact, I'll, I'll, I'll even throw this thought out. You know, we're talking about different things like gossip, tr- uh, truthfulness, you know, not lying. Uh, there's a verse in Proverbs chapter 12, uh, verse 22, the Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. So here's here's a challenge for anyone listening uh, uh, right now, in the next day or two, I can almost guarantee that you're going to have a, a circumstance where you can either tell a lie or tell the truth. And so I'm going to repeat it. The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. So there's the challenge. He delights in people who are trustworthy. So you might even remember this when the opportunity in the next 24 hours comes up to either tell a lie or tell the truth. You're going to remember this verse 
You may remember it's in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 22. You may forget where it is, but it might send you on a little journey to go try to find it. And then if you just, you know, Google is, you know, so, such a wonderful tool. You know, just, just Google the words, you know, um, uh, God detests lying lips, and you're going to find that verse. But you might also find, then you can go into commentaries or places like Bible Gateway or Blue Letter Bible, and then you can look up all the Proverbs that talk about lying. And then you can do a little, little study on just, you know, lying or, or, or being a truth teller. And, and that's where the scriptures become really exciting. You start doing searches on certain topics and things like that. Well, and part of this, too, to, to underscore what you're saying, and that is that not only do we see the Bible overall, but in specific the book of Proverbs, valuable in terms of imparting wisdom and giving you the insight necessary to, to um, execute your way or make your way through the circumstances that life tosses at all of us on a day-to-day basis, but it's also character-building, uh, you will you will leave a better man or a better woman than you came in as, and with the precept of um, God building layer upon layer, precept upon precept, mm-hmm. that knowledge that as you read today and it imparts understanding to you, and you build this this well, this bank of wisdom in your life that comes with study and experience and age and God's word, that over time you're not just learning more about how to get through the stages of life, but you're also developing a character that is what ultimately we're all called to be, and that is to be a reflection of the very character of God himself. Those are lofty heights certainly to strive for, but that's the level at which God calls us to strive Mm -hmm. in our day-to-day life. Brian, it's a fascinating walk through the book of Proverbs and a habit that, again, as we've both delineated uh, here today for listeners, uh, is one that if they don't have it, it's a great place to get started, and you can do it, look at the calendar, and do it beginning this very day. Folks want to get a copy of Devotions from Proverbs. What's the best way to order it? Oh, you can order it on Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble. Uh, You just can type in the title of the book. It's simply devotions from Proverbs, or you can type my name, Brian Recton, R-E-C-H-T-E-N. Either way, devotions from Proverbs or Brian Recton, R-E-C-H-T-E-N, and it'll come right up, and it's available uh, Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Learning to grow in your walk with God through the book of Proverbs. It's a look at devotions from Proverbs. Its author's been our guest on this segment of Lifeline, Brian Recton. Brian, thanks for dropping it's by. It's been a real pleasure, Craig. Thank you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.